Welcome to episode 3 of the Goes In Motion podcast where we talk all things grassroots sports. This week in Coach's Corner we're going to look at squad selection. In the pick of the week we're going to look at the current battle between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen in the Formula 1. And in the In Motion section we normally would have a guest but this week we're going to do our festive five-a-side team as we run up to Christmas. Again we'd like to thank Martin Gray for using the studio for the production of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Coach's Corner. So, how do we pick our teams? That's what we're looking at. And we're looking at every sport, but I think every sport's going to be exactly the same. How do we pick our teams? Everybody knows I'm fairly strict when it comes to squad selection and how we pick the teams. But I know it's the it's the huge, huge issue. Every coach has a headache. Even the likes of Mourinho, Pep, everyone like that's going to have a headache with squad selection. So, And I'm not saying that Pep... Says if you're the five minutes late to train and they're going to be on the bench. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do. It doesn't sound like you're not strict, are you? It doesn't sound that that's your way. <laughs> so it's got to be for me. It's got to be fitness, discipline, things like that. Training, how they train, because you could have. Don't I, say that to my manager. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in a squad here. I'm not made the twenty-five. <laughs> you could have sort of like in your mind, you could have your team for Saturday already, and then you could. Somebody doesn't turn up. Yeah. yeah. Vincent, because yeah. they're just a bit tired or they can't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse so, the French. <laughs> so, yeah, so there could be that. And it's sort of, that changes your mind. That changes your mind in the sense of the selection, the lineup. And for me, I think you could change even up to five minutes before kickoff on the day, which me and James have done plenty of times this yeah, season. Yeah, I think in, in your warm up, you can do that, can't you? I mean, I'll, for instance, on Saturday, we went into a game um, against Berkeley, uh, Washington did. We were confident. We, we've all done our predictors for the rest of the season, being given by the board um, a, a sheet of paper to, to predict where we're going to finish, how many yeah. points. I've been very um, very kind to my team, actually. And after 10 minutes, we thought we'd pick the best squad, the best team, the best formation. 10th minute, we were 3-0 down. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at each other thinking, what on earth? How have you still got a job? <laughs> well, the next is why I saved the job. But um, we looked at each other and, and I had a discussion with the um, the management team and we just said, personnel, we need to get some of these people off the pitch. We didn't say it as kind as that. Um, and the formation isn't working. So in the 22nd minute, we made a change of formation and we, we made a substitution. We ended up going on and winning the game 5-4. So it's, just one, it's one of those things that... We we didn't get the squad selection right there, and I think, you know, you can still do it mid game, can't you? And I think it's brave to to make decisions like that. That but sometimes the other team played with football though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We didn't play with football. Back in a game, we lobbed it. <laughs> don't don't be scared to change it as well. Yeah, like in the in the middle of a game where me and James have done the same. I think mean, Brad's done the same. <laughs> Taps me on the shoulder. Make a sub. Make a sub. Make a sub. <laughs> Who, who, what, who must have been? What we're doing? Where are they going? <laughs> we, work, we work well together. So I tap him on the shoulder, tell him what the crack is, and he sort of shouts to the ref and says who we want to put on. But I think, for me, you've got to not be afraid to make that change. Yeah. And sort of mid-game, when it's, say, if you're 2-0 down or whatever, and you want to make that formation change, like you say, Nathan, or like me and James have, we've tried different formations, and we, and we change it, and the, you sort of have better success. Not every game, but just no. just sometimes. Again, it's just what's what's makes a good football. It's adaptability, isn't it? So, yeah, what about so. if if I was to, to to say to you guys, top tips? You're out the squad. 
how are you going to get back in it? How are you always selected for a squad? I'm thinking of the likes of Gareth Barry, for instance. Remember, I think yeah. he went on a run of just so many. James Milner's. Um, England teams, you see Steph Houghton's in every single team. It doesn't matter if they're playing Latvia, whoever, she's in every team. How do you become that person that's in every team? I've got people in my team, under sevens, all the way up to, to senior football, who they're the first name on the team sheet. Now, in my eyes, it's because of how they train, how they, their demeanour, how they are with change, if, or how they are with challenge. If you said, I want you to do this, and they didn't like it, they'd still do it. Possibly have a word with you. What would your top tips be if you want to be in a squad? What would you do? I'd I'd say so. It's dedication away from yeah. training as well. So if you're doing extra extra running or yeah. or extra sort of ball work, it's sort of we've got a couple of players now. Our team, me and James, who sort of do extra. They're doing bleep tests at home. Yeah. They're doing extra ball work and stuff like that. And I think for me, obviously, you've got to train well. You've got to have that desire to want to be the best and want to be on the team sheet every single week. Over and above. Yeah, but I think you've that's sort of not not for everybody and that's not saying you can't be that person, but you need to sort of want to be the best. Yeah, if, if you're going to get selected, if you're still not selected but you've done everything you can do, that's, that's fair enough, isn't it? If your skill's not the same as everybody else, but the easiest thing to do is to give up. The hardest thing to do is work hard. So if you're doing the hardest thing, surely the coach is going to put you in. There's people in my team who just don't stop running. I think yeah, it's, it's it's the same for everything, really. If you want to succeed, you're just going to have to get your head down and work hard. Sometimes you'll be in the right place at the right time, but if you look at through all sports, like tennis, you'll have had Djokovic and Nadal who have stood and hit the ball against the wall for hours yeah. and end. You know, you'll have basketball players who will stand outside and just shoot, shoot hoops throws, yeah. for, for hours and hours and hours just to get practised. I used to go to college with a lad who did basketball and he would just stand there, just do five points around the, around the edge of the, the, the sort of three-point area and just shoot and shoot and shoot for like hours just yeah. to get better. And there's loads of ways of doing it. I think we, we, heard, we heard from uh, Abby Kenny last, last episode, the athlete who was saying about it's all about dedication and getting up early and training and eating the right things and that all forms part of getting back into that fold. You know, you can't just expect to walk back into a team. Even if you're the best player, you've still got to work hard and you've yeah. still got to earn your place to be there. I suppose it's doing things like your Beckham's who, you know, when he scored that free kick against Greece 2001, he said he scored it, that exact free kick, hundreds of times in training. He said, I scored mm-hmm. that free kick hundreds of times in training. He got sent off in the 98. It took three three years to, to sort of redeem himself for his country. Um, and he practised for that moment. Again and again and again. I suppose he's been doing that when others haven't. He did miss five, I think, though. Yeah, he that match. Know, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was actually nine, something yeah, like, like that. Loads, because Teddy Sheringham was going to take the free kick. He was, yeah, and he's just he's just whipped it. Um, but yeah, I mean, squad selection is a hard one, and I think we've we've had a hard task for this Christmas episode. I don't know if Brad wants to go into it a little bit, but with us being very festive this time of the year, I think we've uh, we've had a little bit of a festive task. So yeah, the task is to pick a five-a-side team of Christmas-inspired, like, characters. In motion! Right, so, Christmas characters. Nathan, what have you got? So I've, got, I've gone for a... I know James has gone for a different sport. Obviously, I've gone football. Um, gone for a Christmas-based <laughs> five-a-side team, and I tell you what, I've got some cracking reasons behind these. Um, I'll, I'll, let's go through my formation here. So I've gone one goalkeeper, 
<laughs> good choice. Good start, good start. <laughs> I've got one defender. I've got a right and a left midfielder because my, I, I have a feeling my centre-back's got a lot of energy, so he'll step in and play. Um, and, and a forward who's literally just going to stand and score. Uh, so, in goal, I've gone for Santa. Because um, nothing gets past him. Not even when you know it, you're nice. Yeah, <laughs> get that. Nothing yeah. gets past him. No, he'll get past Santa. My mum used to always go off. And he'll get past Santa. He'll know if you've been naughty. He'll get past him. Has he? Yeah. So, can't argue with that. I've won that one. I don't know if it's competition or not, but I have. Centre back, um, Buddy the Elf. Um, I asked him if he'd come today's our guest, but he said he can't be on the podcast. He's got low elf esteem. Oh, um, <laughs> I asked Rudolph as well, but he said he's not available until Red Nose Day. Oh, so, <laughs> Buddy the Elf, six foot nine, or summit, summit like that. And what a, what a spring he's got. You know when he's like Santa, Santa, Santa. <laughs> Was he that. Turkish? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I reckon he'd just get up and whenever for money, step in and play. Um, I don't know what he'd be like to tackle. I think he's a bit too nice, but... Those trousers he wore in Elf are pretty On the left, um, Jacob Marley, because he's just going to ghost past loads of people. <laughs> like it. Oh, ghost past him is the, yeah. the ghost of Christmas. I'll not explain that one. Um, but I think... Nathan yeah. did say he wanted more comedy in this one. I'm not sure where he's left it. <laughs> um, right midfield, Dasher. Dasher, he'll be dashing See down. See what he did there. Name says it all. And obviously... <laughs> <laughs> he's great supporting people because he supports Rudolph doesn't he so he's going to get them whipped in up top Scrooge very selfish he'll take his chances oh, <laughs> I mean what a team you can't beat that can you no it took me ages well, to think of that all week I've been thinking of this my uh, my, my different sport team might challenge even at five aside they would challenge that man's a netball team oh, yeah um so I'm going to go kind of in reverse I'll start with the attack and go back to the goal defence <laughs> So, I've gone for five players in this netball team. There's normally seven, I believe. Primary, primary school. Gone for, yeah, yeah exactly. So, in goal attack, we've got Santa Claus, uh, the big man up front, definitely. Wing attack, we've got the Grinch. Oh, so, yeah. again, very nasty. And they keep, keep good high up yeah. as well, isn't he? He's good he's high up. Really tall. Because he lives high up, so he's good high <laughs> up. Uh, in the centre, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> you know, people who don't, who don't know this, who aren't as old as me, uh, he Hold is... On. Kevin out of home alone. Uh, he gets everywhere. <laughs> uh, wing defence, I've gone for the option of Scrooge, like Nathan, but mine's the three-pronged attack uh, or defence um, of all three, for all three oh, of the ghosts, ghosts. are going to join him. <laughs> um, and in goal defence, as I said, I'll save the best to last. There's a big contention whether this is a Christmas movie or not, but oh, I would have, is, I would have uh, John McClane in defence, aka Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, I think. Um, similar he he managed to defend the Nakatomi Plaza and he came out alive, so he, yeah. he can't be half bad. So my goal defence is Bruce Willis is in any team, so all right, like isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll have to play each other at some Brad, else. Brad, what have you, what have you got? <laughs> so I've got. I'm going to start. Mine's like football. Like football, or is it like football? football. No, no, no. Like football. Well, yeah, actually, mine is football. So, like, only said it once. So it is like the page on Facebook. Willie, Willie Stokes, aka Bad Santa, up front. Willie Stokes, <laughs> or Willie not? 
<laughs> so I think I think he'd, he'd be selfish enough, you know. Yeah, we'll get badged yeah. off the ball. Like a bit of a Duncan chances. Ferguson, isn't he? Yeah, yeah elbows everywhere. Big dunk, yeah. Jimmy um, Bullard looking at him thinking, what's going on? I'd like <laughs> it. And do you know what? I've gone for a left winger, Billy Mack out of love, actually. Stay with us on this, right? The singer? Ex- yeah, experienced, yes. right? Very experienced in what he does, you know. I'm just surprised. I'm just astonished you've watched Love Actually. He hasn't. He googled it. Oh dear. I've actually watched it a couple of times, but you know, just don't judge me. Don't judge me. Already judged. Decent film. Decent. Film. I was going to put him in my my. Fa- this is how much thought I put into this. By the way, I had a discussion with my girlfriend about this. I don't think it was much of a discussion. I think I might have been talking at her, um, but she didn't want him in, and I really wanted Billy in because I think you know that little Eric Cantona. That's who he reminds me of. Just scoring. Yeah. Up there, yeah. He's so, <laughs> so right wing, I've gone similar, similar to what James said, Kevin McAllister, because he just, you just can't catch him. He's just unbelievable. <laughs> He's what you want on the wing, and you know he'll he'll supply the striker with. Uh, Only problem I have with chances. Kevin is all of these people are supported by a lot of people. His family are going to be somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be watching the people out there. No support whatsoever. Well, different country, different city. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've gone John McLean from Die Hard. It is a Christmas film. It's not even a discussion. It's more a Christmas film than Love Actually. I tell you that much for free. <laughs> that's your opinion, and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to one. And then I've gone Chris Kringle, Miracle Thirty Fourth Street in goal. Just Santa. Just... So what you're saying is your team's that good or bad that you need a miracle in goal? <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty like much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. Fantastic. I'd say Chris Kringle in goal for Newcastle at the moment if there's a miracle on the 34. <laughs> miracle in the Leeds end, that'd do me. <laughs> I like it. Do you know what? It's my, one of my favourite things I've ever done, that. Just picking... Oh, it's one of my favourite things I've ever not done. I only did it in <laughs> around 35 <laughs> seconds before we started. <laughs> yeah, great, though. Great, good, good effort. Now, the second thing we were looking at, and it, it, I'm laughing at my team I've put out here because I, I haven't picked a single centre-back or anything like that, but... We picked a five-a-side team of festive names of any sport, so it can be in anything. Mine will have to be football, because my knowledge <laughs> of any other sport was limited to Google, and I didn't have a clue who some of these people were. So. I Googled mine as well, but I've so, multi-sported. Well, um, yeah, so, so we've gone anything Christmas. <laughs> some of us have gone very loosely-based Christmas as well. Brad's got a very suspect Christmas goalkeeper in. <laughs> it's kind of like a suspect Christmas movie. <laughs> that Christmas movie's class, James, come on. It's, so, that, it's not a Christmas movie. So, James, do you want to kick us, <laughs> do you want to kick us off with um, your festively named... Yeah, mine's, mine's, mine's like properly festive. So I have got one football, well, I've got two footballers in. One of them is a grassroots football because we're a grassroots podcast. Um, and I've got a normal footballer in there who is uh, Santa, he's called Santi, actually, Santa Corzola. He used to play for Arsenal in Villarreal and, uh, and Spain. Good little player. Yeah, very good energy. Uh, I've got Russell Shepard oh. from the NFL. Oh, oh. Uh, that got... could be both, couldn't it? Because the leaves rustle in winter. <laughs> <laughs> and shepherd's pie is lovely on Christmas night. <laughs> I've got Doug Jolly, former NFL player. Uh, I've got Billy Bell. So that's, our, that's my grassroots choice. We've had to alter the name very slightly for legal and... Uh, Illegal? <laughs> for legal reasons. <laughs> and uh, my former NBA star, Deontay Christmas. There is never something. So no. there was two. There was two to choose from. So you boys could have had the other one, but you chose not to. You chose to go with love, actually. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my festive sporting lineup. So we've with got festively we've, named. We've got Christmas, 
A Christmas shepherd with Santa been jolly with a bell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friend, is Christmas. Christmas <laughs> that is Christmas. I theme. shall go with mine then. Ring so, a ding ding. <laughs> so, my goalkeeper <clears throat> is Slay Given. <laughs> <laughs> so former Newcastle United and Republic of Ireland Poor Goalkeeper <laughs> Very very good It's uh, poor isn't it I'm impressed uh, my He's called defender... Shea He's not even called Shea <laughs> <laughs> My defender is Jesus Gámez Who me and Nathan actually made a song up about we When did. we went away to um, Bradford Bradford yeah Roma- many, many Ro- We went to watch a film um, Filming <laughs> <laughs> I made it sound like a romantic getaway. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch Love Actually? I'm wearing a pair of you. Of course we did, man. Causing happiness. Uh, yeah, so we've got we've got Slade Given, Jesus Gammers. Then we've got Jesus Navas. Yes. I see a theme here. <laughs> you got Jesus of Nazareth next. <laughs> don't don't tell them yet. It's coming. And then we've got Angel Di Maria. Yeah. Yeah. And then Andy Carroll. But then... I like that. Well, you see, Very you see. Clever. But then, there's a substitute, just in case. Is it for you? I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, see what we did there. For the I'll next episode of the podcast. <laughs> Actually, no, sorry to disappoint you, James. It's called Matthias Rudolph. Remember him? Remember the to... name? Matthias Rudolph. I mean, he's, he's retired, so you don't really need to remember him. <laughs> <No. laughs> he's not going to be around. I used to buy this bloke on um, Championship Manager. I did. Any good? Uh, no, very bright on a night. <laughs> right, well... Lit up a room, apparently. He did, he did. Cracking, um, cracking. But very red-faced when he made a mistake. <laughs> These jokes are all crackers. <laughs> so, I've gone for a, a very good formation. I've gone for a four. Just four up front. <laughs> We've got in goal Nick Pope. Because the Pope likes Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that one might have been a bit... <laughs> I bend the rule a bit with that one. <laughs> Nearly as much as I did with Slay. Um, Santi Cazola, because that's what I call... I know Santa well, so I call him Santi. Yeah. But that's well, because we're from the north. Santi, baby. Because we're north of Watford, so we, that's what we call Santa. How are you doing? Santee. All right, Santi. All right, Santi. All right, Santi. Want some pie? <laughs> um, I've gone for one pump. Pam, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Pablo Angel, but we'll change it to Angel. Gabriel Jesus. Yep. And Rocky Santa Cruz. That's good on that. I saw that before. Forward from Blackburn Black Rovers. Rovers. Yes, Paraguayan. I think he was. Yes, lots this of good things about Paraguay. Yeah, super. Well, I, I I enjoyed that. I think Easter comes around. We'll do a. I don't think he, that was just a bunny. Easter bunny. Yeah, <laughs> Easter bunny in all positions. What I think would be good is if we put this when we put this on Facebook, let's get some suggestions. Yeah, other get us get us your five side teams yeah. in. Who would you put where? Other people might like different Christmas movies other than Love Actually or Amazing Die Hard. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of getting Arthur Christmas in there, but he's a bit of a calamity. But I mean, he could play for Titus Bramble, I suppose. Possibly, <laughs> yeah. Get him but, in there. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So if you have any suggestions or you have your own. You've got 10 minutes and you want to jot down a Christmas five beside <laughs> you. If you haven't already switched off or left, or left the Facebook group. <laughs> pick of the week. This week's pick of the week, we said we were going to talk about the 
F1 now. F1 stands for Formula One. Oh, no, no. Basically, the wrong thing. it's the, <laughs> a, a group of teams that are asked to come up with a formula to provide the best car. And it's the top end of that sport. We do, this really surprised me to be fair. We've got a resident expert. Oh, oh. With a capital E, Nathan. Um, I was really shocked. Well, me too. To got, be fair. Pleasantly, got, pleasantly shocked, though. I've got history. Um, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that knock on the door. <laughs> No, so uh, I, I think again, I think people was trying to stitch me up with this one, thinking my face looked stupider than I actually was. But no, I know a bit about Formula One. Um, my dad used to go to Silverstone every year, so adopted this from my dad. Um, when I grew up, my my mum will tell you I used to just we didn't have electricity when I grew up. I used to just <laughs> sketch Formula One helmet designs and I'd do that sort. Of, so I got well into it. Um, yeah, so I know a lot about Formula One now. We you know about the helmets. Yeah. That's a good start because yeah, it's very safe. Yeah, for safety. Uh, we actually decided on this topic before the race this weekend. Yes. And I, I think we couldn't have had a better race ever, I don't think. Um, I was hooked. Newcastle were playing at the same time. Didn't doesn't take a lot to turn there. The telly <laughs> over there when we were a couple of, couple of goals down fairly early on. But, um, yeah, so, so the race came to a head where the final race of the season and you've got two Formula 1 drivers on equal points exactly the same which is rare I don't I'm not going to put it out there and say it hasn't happened before but I don't think it's happened or it might I'm almost certainly I'm, I know things have come out the last race yeah, where there's I, been a, a chance of overtaking your yeah. rival in terms of points but I'm pretty certain it's the first time that the level on points Dead thing has happened. And there was a point five in that. Was it three? It was something point five. So the new new point scoring system is so rare. To, I don't even know how they've got that close. But um, yeah, so basically, whoever wins wins it. Yeah. Um, and it ended up coming down to the very last lap as well, which is so. It's not crazy enough that whoever wins wins it. Whoever wins one lap, it might as well. They might as well have just put them both on the grid, took all the other cars off, and gone. Whoever wins this lap wins the race. So there's there's very particular things which happen in F one, and and I've I've learned a little bit about this from from my brother in law, about sort of DRS, which is the yeah, yeah. the sort of the uh, within a second of the car in front, you get a bit of extra power in the braking zone. Yeah, yeah, because you get the if you're in the braking zone of the car in front, the your rear wing. Uh, adjust and you get more speed. Yeah. Um. So that, but also the 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 tactical use of a safety car. Mm-hmm. So whether you come in and change tires and, and make changes to your car in the pits, or yeah. whether you stay out and, and maintain that place, and that that was critical to Nathan at the last lap. In in true F one style, it came out last five in theory because the safety car came out yeah. and they drove yeah. around for four laps and the, the race was going to end with Lewis Hamilton at the front behind an Aston Martin tooting along at about 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And that was going to be the championship finished. And it was going to be a very dull end to the championship, I but, think, and upstep the race control. Back. Yeah, <laughs> the FIA decided to... Not, we're not done here. Possibly powered by a major television broadcaster, but we won't go into that. Could do, and also, <laughs> you, you've, so you've, got, you've got radio, uh, team radios, you've got, you've got the team sort of race directors, uh, owners some, in some cases are mic'd up to it's the FIA basically it's it's a, it's a group of people who are in charge of that race normally got like, like a group chat it yeah they've normally got like a a former race driver on there former team mechanic and it's made up of like some head stewards etc etc I visited the Nürburgring not the Nürburgring sorry the Hungaro ring in, in 
Budapest, outside of, just outside of Budapest, and went and sat in race control, and you think that it's just a little room like we're in here. It's the biggest room you'll ever see with at least five, six hundred cameras, tellies. Wow. And it's every turn, but it's going into the turn, on the turn, out the turn, of every turn, every car it'll focus on, then it'll focus on every pit wall, so they can check that there's nothing going wrong. Board. Yeah. Um, and Christian Horner, who's, who's you know the main guy at Red Bull, is on there saying, let my... So Max Verstappen's gone into the pits to get onto the soft tyres, which they're made for speed but not endurance. And he only had five laps left, so you literally hear the commentator say, they've got nothing to lose, Red Bull. So they just took a risk. Best risk, I think, you could say in sport and history by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, and they've put him on the soft tyres, but he's come out miles behind. There was an 11 second gap. Hamilton was first, Verstappen was second. He's come out in sixth, seventh, something like that. Now, there's two different rules, I think, that's where the grey areas come from. The either the lapped cars, so the cars that were in front of Verstappen, were allowed to, should be allowed to unlap themselves. Yeah, so that they would go past the safety car, yeah. fly around the track on their own, pull in at the back of the grid, and get where so they need to be. in a position yeah. where they would actually be in that actual position. And there's other rules where sort of you can let Verstappen through to filter in all of this. So basically... Um, it came out on the radio saying unlapped cars aren't going to overtake. We're going to finish the race like this. Uh, but it wasn't obviously the order of the race that it was in. So they're just going to say, we're going to finish the race in this, however the cars are in, but the race order is still going to exist. So first, second. Um, and then 57 laps, I think, out of 58. Race control went, actually, no, we're not going to do that. Unlapped cars, unlap yourself. So they sent them past. So Hamilton's going, what's going on, what's going on? And then literally about two turns after that went, let's go, let's just race this last lap. So normally what would happen is they'd wait for these unlapped cars to yep. get round. No, they just went. The safety car pulled in and they had a race. So it ended up being Lewis Hamilton. You can't go until Lewis Hamilton's crossed the start-finish line for the last lap. It was, kind of, it was kind of like the uh, pursuit in cycling yeah. in the velodrome where and hold it, hold it the, first, the first person, which was Hamilton in this case, was just crawling and crawling and crawling, trying to wait and wait and wait to then hit the gas and get out of there. Yeah. And I think as well, having watched it, that part of that Verstappen actually overtook him partially. Yeah, he did. He did. And which has broken the rule. Yeah. So it's a bit of a bit of a strange scenario all round. Yeah. When you're on board with Hamilton, you can see Verstappen go past. And he does, you have to yield position. So he's broke the rule, but then he has yielded position. Yeah. So I think that's okay. The, the only issue Hamilton's got here, and he's having to go at his team for it as well, because he's saying, can we pull in? But obviously, he'd have lost track position. Because Verstappen was already behind him, and the car behind was too far behind to lose in the third, he'll have come up. But if Hamilton had have gone and pitted, he'd have then filtered in behind Verstappen. Now, the cynic in me, say, I watched this with me missus, and I said, at one point in the race, Hamilton went on his radio, and they said about the tyres... And he said, oh, I don't mind. What do you think? Yeah. And I said, immediately, I said, he's trying he is saying, if he loses, it's not his fault. Yeah. He's pinning it on somebody else that if they've said, oh, well, you didn't tell me to come in, so he it's not my it. fault. Yeah. He should know. He's been racing for 28 years. Yeah. So basically, though, it, it, it's gone down to it. And as soon as that call's been made on team and by the race control, Verstappen's won it because his tyres... A, a fresh, fresh air for the right situation four, yeah. he's warmed him up for four laps Hamilton's tyres are more than warm 
You it's bad. It. Basically, like and the hard tyres and they're not fast. It's yeah. like two sprinters going for a sprint race on a bit of grass, which is sopping wet. One wearing football boots with studs and the other one going Trails. barefoot. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It was just such a one-sided affair. And Hamilton managed to hold him off for about a third of a lap. Yeah. And it's it, yeah, and he's he's just gone past him. Hamilton's actually overtook him again after that. He's used his um, DRS. He's and he's got past Verstappen, but no no grip whatsoever. No. He, he, and he just he just couldn't go past him. And um, yeah, so it, I got asked to get put it in like I think that door noise was Brad coming back in. <laughs> <laughs> I got asked to put it in in sort of any other sport terminology of what actually happened. Oh, he's gone again. <laughs> he is here still. <laughs> before before Nathan goes into that bit, like just listening to the, these two guys talk about it, like I'm an amateur with Formula One, like Nathan is with the American football, you know, sort of just learning new things and stuff. And I'm sort of like thinking how strategic Formula One is, by the way. I know you. I know, oh, like it's much more strategic like, than you think. It like is. like the like the lad said, you know, it's like so. Going down to the last day, to the last lap, to win a world championship, and they've played that out for eight months. They've, uh, this tactics of so and so's in it now; they're not in it, and people think they're just getting in these cars and racing. And these cars are so similar to each other; it's it's unbelievable. So you have to have the best, and pe- people get sacked instantly if they're like your race engineers. Yep. Because the one mistake will cost you a world championship in Formula One, whereas in football, rugby running you've got another race you've got another this uh, Formula 1 you're all racing yeah you, it's brilliant you get race purses and whatever but you're all going for this world championship now Hamilton it cost him I think it was 2007 his tyres were too worn during a race Yeah. and race con- uh, his race engineer had said stay out can you stay out and he was going I'm slipping all over he's ended up coming into the pits to, to pit to get new tyres it was Singapore I think yeah. wasn't it and he's, he's crashed in the pits because yeah. he couldn't turn the corners his, his tyres on the entry on the entry he crashed straight, he's straight off into yeah. the gravel and he's rolled and he's, he's ended up losing any amount but I think he came eight or something in the end he might not have even finished um, but this one when when they were saying um, it, it just seemed I know a lot of people were behind Max Verstappen because some people don't like Lewis Hamilton um, I don't mind him. I'd like it to stay in Britain if somebody's going to win it and yeah, British it'd definitely. be brilliant yeah, you know, just like the Dutch people want want Max to win and it's brilliant especially his dad used to race as well he wasn't a great racer his no. dad, but it's, it's good to see it come through either way um, but it was very un- it seemed very unfair on, on Lewis Hamilton um, and he's not the person to sort of go out quietly no. um, so <laughs> somebody said to me what, what exactly has happened because they couldn't they just saw cars going around and then they went go and he's overtook him and everyone's like this is an outrage it's so unfair on him because Lewis had just been told a few turns before green light you're going yeah. Hamilton's on terrible tyres he's straight past him but he already had an 11 second lead going into this so yeah. there was a car crashed and he had an 11 second lead there's no chance Max Verstappen's catching him ever so unless this safety car happened so for me I think the, the, the big takeaway I took out was a rule change of which would be interesting would be once the safety car goes in you have a rolling restart like the Isle of Man TT start with their bikes the the type the time trial kind of effect where Hamilton goes 10 seconds later right Verstappen yes. you're going to take a bit to get up speed you go NASCAR do it don't they yeah exactly Good segue to a new spot there. Yeah, we can have a look at some NASCAR. <laughs> None of us know anything. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but so, so somebody said, give me, like, put it in football terms for me. I said, it's like when you're in year six, you're 3-0 up, and your teacher shouts, next goal, the winner, and the other team scores, and they win, and you're already 3-0 up. 
that's how sort of it was. Yep. They were the rules. The teacher gave the rules in this next four wins. They actually played by the rules, but they were just so so grey. The area of it was so grey. Seems seems slightly unfair that in in that sense, then if it's it was if there's bit... rules, if the rules are there, should 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 something have happened? I know they had an investigation, didn't they? They made a complaint and it got rejected, I believe. Yeah, I mean, as, as Newcastle fans, we all, all three of us know that rules change all the time in, <laughs> yeah. in major sport, especially where the Premier League concerned. <laughs> and I will not take that bit out for legalities because <laughs> it's facts. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I think it was one of those. But what it did result in is a brand new Formula One world champion, which, yep. is, which is great for the sport. And a great race. Everybody's talking about Formula One now, and some people think it's boring, just cars going on track. Honestly, if you watch it, it's it's exciting most it, of the time. It's like it used to be back in like the nineties when yeah. they were all very even. There was yes. a good ten drivers who could win it, and that's what it's getting back to now. Where yeah. there's there's good cars and there's good drivers and and there's actual races and battles going on for yeah, position and stuff. You've got younger younger drivers coming through, um, Ocon and Signs and, and people like that are coming through and really challenging. And Hamilton and Max Verstappen looks. At, I mean, Hamilton might spit his dummy out and not race again, but looks to be a massive battle for the next few years again which is yeah. brilliant because recently you've seen Hamilton battle with Hamilton really and I think yeah. sometimes he had the Rosbergs or the Vettels but sometimes Hamilton wasn't going as fast as he could just to be challenged I think maybe because we were saying it before about Michael Schumacher and how there's that theory out there that nobody wants Michael Schumacher's record to be to be broken him and Hamilton are both level and he did it for years Schumacher was just Unchallenged, Ruthless. and yeah. sometimes his teammates were sort of just letting him pass, and it just and it was just win after win after win. And I honestly think I, I made a prediction this time: whoever wins this one goes on to win the next four or five and dominates the sport. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, but again, very good for uh, and these this Max Verstappen came from being a very young driver, and he's I mean he's still young now. I think it's really good for it, but that last lap was the, one of the best spectacles I've seen in, yeah, in, in modern sport. day sport. Yeah. That's it. Well, you'll get a chance to hear more of Brad in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nathan's away in London for episode four, so you'll be joined by myself and Brad, um, where we'll definitely have a guest that time as well. Uh, we're not sure who they're going to be yet, but it'll be somebody from the sporting world, possibly from our own grassroots team. Um, but again, thank you very much. Thanks again for our music at Jensen Day. Find him on Apple Music. Look at his socials. Join us at our Facebook page, Goals in Motion. Yeah. Hit that up. Um, have a look for our festive five sides. There's also going to be some imageries of our uh, previous guests, Brooke Stanley and Abby Kenny on there. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be coming in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we felt a bit more of a laugh. <laughs> yeah, we had a laugh. <laughs> definitely. Little... A few bloopers in there. Yeah. Well. Shows, we'll... shows we're human. And we'll leave those in. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it from us. Um, have a very Merry Christmas and we will see you before the new year. See you on the next one. Slay given who sends his best wishes as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening.